Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. I think it's safe to say that the people you spend time with affect your character and how you live your life. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley. And Greg, this is true even in marriage, right? Absolutely, this is true. I remember, John, in graduate school, I had a friend, not a super close friend, but fellow student, we'd study together, hang out together, who was super, super negative about his wife. They were just going through some really hard times. And I remember, all of a sudden, I was noticing the things that Aaron was doing that was frustrating and disappointing, and it just began to cloud my vision. That's what I began to focus on because that's what he was focusing on. Yeah, and sometimes we're not even aware that this is the case. These other folks are speaking into our lives uh, intentionally or unintentionally. Um, We're going to hear now from Phil and Kay Robertson. You may know them from the very popular TV show Duck Dynasty. They have a powerful story about how the people in their lives were able to help when things got really tough in their marriage. Here's Jim Daly. It wasn't smooth, if I read your book correctly. I mean, there was a lot of rough spots, and I I really want to dig into that, Phil, because I think one of the things that people love about you is how open you are. You know what Phil says every time? I tell that testimony every time I speak. She always throws me under the bus. (laughs) And who gets you out? She said, but the Lord got him out from under you. (laughs) So you're doing the work of the Lord He threw himself under that bus. (laughs) Well, let's talk about it because um, you didn't, you know, you're young. You come together. You Well, we had a baby. Al came along, right? Al came along. We had a baby. Phil wasn't ready. And he didn't like the word responsibility. I don't know why, but he didn't. I think it was a case where my grandmother prepared me for this but how How, what did she say to uh, you we talked a lot about marriage and stuff and of course i had a big imagination so i had it all (laughs) planned out and i was going to marry a pioneer man which i did get that yep but she taught me about one man and one wife for one life she taught me Mm. that she constantly told me i was going to have to fight for my marriage which I said that was ridiculous because I, I was going to be like those books that live happily ever after. And they had two beds at night because I guess they got where they couldn't sleep together. But they were there and they had a little nightstand between them. But I remember because I slept with her and they would hold hands between. Oh my goodness. Before they went to sleep, they would always hold hands. So you saw that model for I saw for all you. that. Right. Okay, so but when you're in your 20s now and you're, you're having struggles... Phil, how are you not measuring up to Miss Kay's expectations? The problem was, in a nutshell, is that I didn't know Jesus. At 28, I sat down, some guy, we owned a bar at the time, and uh, he yeah, comes in, and I've got a, I have a pistol in my, in, <laughs> oh my, in my shirt, and the, the preacher comes in. You know, I said, you some kind of preacher? Anyway, I was mean. He was I, rude. I was mean to him. So when he leaves, he tells my sister out in the car. He says, "I don't think he's ready." <laughs> well, she so eventually, I did sit down with the guy and I listened to what he had to say. Well, he then proceeded to tell me God becoming flesh, Jesus. I'm like, died on a cross to remove my sins, which were many. And was buried in a tomb. And when he got to the resurrection of the dead, 
He said, three days after he died, Phil, for your sins, he was raised from the dead. I didn't know that. And I thought, huh? I said, how in the world did I ever miss that? Well, certainly God had some great people around Phil and Miss Kay and uh, used those people to speak into and help direct their marriage. And Greg, it's pretty vital that we have folks like that, but how do we find them? It is so important. Think about a movie where it's showing a wedding scene. And what I like about these wedding scenes in movies is you might have this pastor in this real dramatic moment that says, if there's anyone that thinks that this couple shouldn't be married, speak now or forever, or forever hold, hold your hold peace. Your peace. Yes. And then everybody's real quiet waiting for the, you know, the, the ex-girlfriend or boyfriend to barge in and don't do it. I love you. Whereas that's a fun scene from a movie. That's actually horrible advice in real life to the people who are there. Mm. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Mm. We need people to continue speaking truth in in life into our marriage. And I just did a wedding, John, and I had the couple at some point kind of move over off to the side and kind of had them talking, doing something so I could speak to the friends and family who were there. And I encouraged them to make this a part of your lifelong commitment. I had them say, I do, to the statement that we promise to always speak up, Hmm. to speak life, to speak truth, to speak encouragement in the good times and in the bad times around this couple. It takes a village to raise a marriage. We need to have other people. We need that community. That's one of the, the 12 healthy behaviors of a strong long-lasting marriage is that we've built community. So now what type of community? Here's what I think is critical for us to cultivate within our own marriage. We need to have a Paul in our marriage. Okay, biblically. Not a guy named Paul, but a person like Paul. Well, maybe it could be a Paul. I have a good (laughs) friend named Paul who's a part of our community, but the Paul type of person who's older, who's wiser, who's more experienced, Mm -hmm. This is a person that we're turning towards because we know that they've they've gone through kind of this. Been there, done that. Right. How did that work for you? What what I'm feeling hopeless. How did you guys survive this? So we we need an older, wiser, quote unquote Paul type of couple in our life. We also need the Barnabas type of couple. This is a peer. This is a couple in the same season of life that we're in that we can go to to go, okay, we're all raising teenagers that we all want to kill. How are you not killing them? What <laughs> Can you help us here? Whatever the issue is, yeah. we need friends going through the same season. Same kind of life stage. Totally. And again, that's you and I go out to have lunch together. We share stories. We do, and we're in very similar seasons yeah. of life, and we can encourage one another. And I'm grateful for that. We also, though, need what's called the Timothy type of couple. That's a younger couple that we can be pouring into. They're starting out. They they are years behind you. So like the Paul couple, you can speak truth. You can speak experience. You can give hope. And I think as we have the Paul, the Barnabas, the Timothy kinds of couples, boy, that really creates a solid community in our marriage. So Take Greg's exhortations to heart and the stories that Phil and Miss Kay shared and look for, pray for somebody that can speak into your life. And then ask God whose life he might have you speaking into as well. 
Uh, we've got a lot of great resources and encouragement uh, for you at our marriage website. We'll link over there. Resources like Phil's book, Happy, Happy, Happy. We're making that available when you uh, make a generous donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. Uh, look for the link in the show notes, and we've got our phone number in there as well. Next time, more from Phil and Miss Kay. And uh, for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.